You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about laura nero eli and the 13th confession in the room i have rob Mm -hmm. ben and john (sighs) eli and the 13th confession is the second album by new york city born singer songwriter and pianist laura nero released in 1968 on columbia records the producer was laura nero and charlie calio the genre is pop at the age of 17 laura nero had written the classic and When I Die, popularized by Peter, Paul, and Mary, and later Blood, Sweat, and Tears. At 19, Nero made just her second major live appearance date at the Monterey Pop Festival in 1967, where her idiosyncratic performance baffled the crowd. Mm-hmm. David Geffen, who was a music agent at the time, was so impressed that he quit his current position to become her manager and approached her previous label about taking over Nero's contract. Nero successfully sued to void her management and recording contracts on the grounds that she had entered into them while she was still a minor. Geffen became her manager, and the two established a publishing company, Tuna Fish Music. After Geffen helped secure Nero a contract with Columbia with a more artistic freedom and control in 1968, she recorded Eli and the 13th Confession. The album incorporates soul, pop, and confessional songwriting amidst dynamic brass, her own light-hearted piano work, and multi-track backing vocals, all provided by Nero. While the album earned vast critical acclaim, she again found commercial success not with her own recordings, but with the covers of her songs. As the fifth dimension reached the charts with renditions of Stone Soul Picnic and Sweet Blindness and Eli's Coming became a major hit for Three Dog Night. Many consider Nero one of pop music's true originals, a brilliant and innovative composer with intricate, haunting works highlighting her singular, powerful vocal phrasing and evocative lyrics. Modern comparisons have been drawn to Kate Bush, Tori Amos, St. Vincent, and Joanna Newsom, just to name a few. All right, what do we think of Eli and the 13th Confession? Well, it's funny that you mentioned those last three acts because I actually enjoy them. Yeah, I wanted um, to actually kind of bring it into a modern perspective because I I know we all, well, we but, kind of discussed beforehand that we're, we're but this, it's, it's this, confusing. Yep. Like, this is, this is really, like, the, a lot of this is very smart songwriting for a 19-year-old, but it sounds like a 19-year-old wrote it which is just grating to my ears. Like, I, I don't... I, I <laughs> the, the best thing that I read was uh, there was a, a guy named Clive Davis, and he said that uh, as solid as the recordings were, um, they uh, really just kind of came to resemble, like, 
basically demos for other people to perform. That's exactly like what it, I the, got the impression of. This sounds like something that you would see a, uh, a young songwriter or a songwriter period in Nashville, like, shopping. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, look at all this fucking dynamic range that we have going on. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, this nonsense lyrics that I'm babadoo-ba-dazi-ba-dabadoo, you know, you can fill in your blank. It doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like... I, I, it, I, I'm I'm baffled that like this was like important in 1968. Like that, it tr- truly this uh, that this hurts my feelings <laughs> more than I thought my feelings could be hurt. And I've they've been hurt a lot over the course of these uh, these records. Sorry, I, I will. Uh, no, no, you're fine. Yeah, no, I'll pass. I'll pass the mic. Birch said in the description that some of the songs are haunting and they are like, like a poltergeist is fucking a haunting. <laughs> like you'll, you'll think you're safe and you're going to sleep and everything's okay. And then all of a sudden just shit gets thrown against the walls and your bed sideways. And, and that's how our songs go, you know, like you'll get some God spelly soup poops. And then out of nowhere, she'll just throw some other shit out there and then she'll just switch it back. And none of it makes any fucking sense. You don't know why the ghost is angry. You don't know why the ghost is there. Why is but the it's ghost not, so angry? I don't know, and it's not going anywhere. Well, it's but, like a, it's like a really bad head cheese. Like, it, everything's just kind of, like, pushed together. Like, oh, this is a song now. It's yeah. like, oh, let's... But it stinks. If, if you look at it in the most objective 30,000-foot view, you can be like, oh... Here's a chunk of something that's not total dog shit. Like yeah. the fifth, uh, fifth dimension. Their versions of some of this stuff, mm-hmm. not bad. I like know? their version of Wedding Bell Blues. Yeah, and, and I, their version. I, of... I like Three Dog Night. Yeah. I, I like Eli's Coming. That's a cool song. Right, Eli's Coming has some pretty. What I wrote was some soul funk elements aren't pure shit. Like, <laughs> I wrote most of it is cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, and then it, it counterpointed with uh, comments about the poverty train, where it's like. Weird frog fart guitar bass <laughs> getting off on sweet cocaine. Flute shit. You know? Flute and shit. Like, I think you could probably label the, the the movements in her songs exactly that way. Dude, Poverty Train opened up like a really cool, like, bang. I was like, oh, she's going to do something. Then nothing. Yeah. Just went absolutely fucking nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my 13th confession. I do not enjoy this record. Yeah. I didn't enjoy this record I either. I don't like it one bit. I'm I never listened, listen to, to it, it again. three times through, mm-hmm. um, mainly because it's so baffling to me uh, about what is happening with the My songs, ears. with the music, with everything. It feels like a Broadway. Pro- it feels like a production. Yeah, like you're saying, Godspell, where she slows down the tempo, she speeds it up, but then the lyrics. I was like, well, what about the lyrics? I read. I go through, I, I read the, all the lyrics. I'm like, yeah, these are not good lyrics. Mm-mm. Maybe it's her singing. She's okay at singing. And I do find, the one thing I can say is her her backing, uh, her doing multi-track. Is uh, that all her? That yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. That's very cool. I know I, I, it, that really stuck out with me saying, okay, maybe it's that. Maybe it's the songwriter aspect. And her just trying to pull in what's previously been displayed as folk or pop or whatever and do these real intricate songs and stuff. But you're right, Rob. At the end of the day, it feels like she doesn't... She's just presenting these songs for someone else. I can absolutely imagine her recording these and then shopping them to other people to say, look, here's a song. You can do it. You can take parts out. You can put parts in. But here is like the dynamic range of where this song could go in interesting ways. It's like she has four bridges for every song, mm-hmm. and and there's 
yeah, there's very cool stuff happening in some of the songs, but then it's part of me thinks though she doesn't go far enough. If she wants to be weird, just get really weird. No. She kind of plays in this in this. You know, it's like if you're gonna do it, do it. You know, mm-hmm. like some albums we've had before, Jimi Hendrix or Velvet Underground. It's like if you're gonna go for it, you gotta go for yeah, it. Fucking Zappa. Like, yeah, exactly the Zappa sort of thing. Where it feels the like middle of your head and play electric banjo. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be, be weird and yeah. Well, I I think that before this album came out, she had already sold a song to Peter Paul and Mary for like five grand. Yeah, it, so she like, was like seventeen. Yeah, so like at this, like oh yeah. You can have, yeah, who wants to buy a fucking song, right, you know? I made $5,000 in 1966. Yeah. I'm 17. <laughs> it's a pretty fucking good, good run there. Come on and Do you guys have any songs you liked? Well, f- not full songs. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I, I always try to like star some of these and like you know come like Eli's coming. Most of it was cool. Um, I thought uh, that was good. The lyrics are just kind of weak. Have you ever heard yeah. the, the the Three Dog Night recording of Eli's? Yeah, coming? I went and listened. That's the other thing. Yeah. I listened to this so many times, and then I went to the other versions to see what those were like, and. It's very strange because you hear those songs by the other artists, and I don't like the Fifth Dimension. You know, I'm not yeah. a huge fan of these other artists, but I could see where they translated her just me kind of meandering mm-hmm. into like a more cohesive song. Sorry, Rob. No, no, no. no. Um, I I thought Emmy was almost a good song. Um, yeah, I thought that one was wom- Woman's Blues. I thought was all right, and uh, once it was. All right now, the lyrics are fucking terrible, but the song's cool. Yeah. So, do Wait, we I don't have these about... songs written down. Did I listen to a, the wrong version of this album? I have no. Eli's coming. Yeah, you got... What, what were the other ones you said? Um, I wrote down Emmy, E-M-M-I-E. I don't have that. Yeah, Emmy is after Stone Sold Picnus. Oh, Stone maybe I just stopped writing. Ra- I think I just stopped, <laughs> stopped listening. I, no, I kept... I just I, stopped, I just stopped writing. writing. Uh. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fucking Stone Soul Picnic. God damn it. Like, yeah. Surrey? Surrey down? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Surrey down boy, to the oh, Stone Soul Picnic. Can you explain Surrey to me? What the fuck me? Surrey is? Surrey is not a word. There's, I mean, the only thing that makes well, half sense to me is, is it let's hurry down? No, oh. Surrey is... Oh, oh, like oh, like a Surrey with a fringe on top? A yep. fucking... Yeah. Yes, I'm going to take my fucking horse and carriage down to the Stone Soul Picnic. Yeah. Riding a Surrey with a... Like, uh, what's that fucking song? Bicycle Built for Two? Yeah. <laughs> no! Yeah. Can't um, afford a carriage. Do, 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 marriage. Why, yeah. <laughs> why the fucking, like, radical shifts in, like... 
tempo for every one of these fucking songs. Like, all right, okay, here's here's this. All right, she, she's she's going, she's going somewhere. She's going somewhere. Then all of a sudden, dot 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 Like just because, like it 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 feels like a like a musical like savant of sorts, just being a pretentious dick mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that that sort of like oh of course we're just gonna put this here like just it it, it reeks of pretension and I, I read up on her story and it, it, the story doesn't read the way this sounds like you know right. she self-taught piano would be on the fucking streets like singing in harmony groups because apparently that's what you did on the streets of <laughs> new york city yeah. have you not seen rocky <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah all right so per- set a barrel on fire and sing harmony. Yep. Apparently that's a, a very real thing. Um, but yeah, like you know, her her story's cool and fucking she died at forty nine of ovarian cancer. Mm-hmm. Like same was it same, same just year? Same year, not same day. Uh, same year and same disease. Yeah, that her, her mom, mom died of forty nine. Um, yeah. um, no, I mean her, her story's sad and clearly she was like really influential on a lot of like you know yeah artists a lot of artists that, that they they claim her and that's the. I, I don't really want to go listen to more of her stuff because this offended me the here, way it here, did. Can, can I tell you, though? Yes. Because I did. See, I dug even deeper. <laughs> oh. I dug real hard for this one because it's so baffling to me. And you get the um, gold star for today, Birch. Yeah. I listened to two of her other albums. Not like this. They don't have the the mood swings, the, the tempo swings. And I think that you guys would probably appreciate them a lot more. Huh. Her first album, it doesn't... It, it still kind of has a little bit of that going on, but it is not radically different hmm. like this it is. Which makes me think that this one is selected specifically because she was moving this kind of like pop, folky, you know, jazz, whatever you want to say, in a different direction. She was trying to like push it, you know, outside the box into into God's spell. So yeah, if you want if you wanted to know where that came from, you can thank her for that. I mean, I think I mean, I guess I think it she, a, it's a thing. That's what I think. Yeah. I think she is one of the originators of this sort of transitional pop music. I'm using my hands very aggressively. <laughs> I don't even understand how to to really That's the thing is I can't I can't pin it down to it's, say it's soul music. It's not. I can't say it's like show tunes it's like show choir yeah if you say the words but it's jazz flute and you make them into lyrics yeah it's kind of like this man if if you say that you listen to some of her other albums and uh and they're not bad they're pretty good it's a shame i wouldn't say good (laughs) it's not like more accessible accessible and it is unfortunate then that this has been my first impression because now i'm ruined yeah like i I'm not going to seek out more of her albums because this is the one I heard first and I run the other direction. I blame the book. If they, if the book wanted me to become a Laura Nero fan, they should have presented me with a better first impression. (laughs) But I think that the book is trying to, it, it, it's kind of like, okay, maybe this isn't the best album because you know, it's very, it's very obvious. I think to all of us that this is, it feels half done or something. It do, it feels like a half baked idea that's not a fully realized idea that she could get to later or in in my brain or, or I, something. I, 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 She's just I, caterwauling. Oh, I, I think of like some fucking young young people that bought this in the day and are trying to make out on a couch. <laughs> <laughs> this music is like the the saltpeter of. 
of anything. It doesn't. It, it, it just snaps you immediately out, like consistently over and over. If this is the dry hump crotch burn of of an, of, of an album, then you're right. It doesn't yeah. even get to dry humps. Well, it's it's you know, it's trying to do something and it's failing and you're hurting because of it. It starts to kiss you and then it bites your nose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's like very, we're doing, and now we're doing this. Yeah, it's, it's a super awkward, too fast teenage makeout, and, and that's what you're getting. And. I appreciate part of that. You know, I think more than I would about Joan Baez or some of those things that I just, uh, Sarah Bareilles or whatever. What was her name? Was that the Sarah one? Vaughn. Sarah Vaughn. There we go. Yeah. Not Bareilles. Mm-hmm. Uh, just things that were just pure uh, hate. I, I think there's little pieces in here that are okay. And and maybe that's me just reaching really hard, but. Yeah, not for me. I don't like it at I all. just don't like this kind of music. And I, I guess I kind of respect she was so young and she kind of strive to make something more interesting than just a typical folk singer or singer songwriter but to me it sounds like captain and Tennille, like mm-hmm. era oh, yeah. like this like fifth dimension stuff that i just hate i just i don't like it at all yeah it just it, it goes in so many different it doesn't feel soulful to me it feels like throw almost thrown together in a weird way yeah. but I, I know she i know they tried but it's it just sounds like kind of amateur, like they just got in the studio and did cocaine or whatever drugs they were doing and and just kind of made up the lyrics and just kind of like did the thing. Uh, does anybody have any good impressions of what they think uh, some of the lyrics to her songs are? Not actually <laughs> reading them and knowing them, but like I, uh, I wrote down so what was a few. What is the one? Oh, sleep. Also, fuck sweet blindness. That song sucks. Yes, it yeah. does. It yeah. really does. I'm, <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. Somehow that became popular. Somebody did that. Fifth Dimension or something. Yeah. I just wrote it's, next to it. I don't like it. It's garbage. <laughs> well, what is it called? God. Sweet blindness. Sweet, yeah. sweet blindness. Yeah. I wrote down sweet blandness. <laughs> <laughs> zing. <laughs> it, it, unintentional zing. But <laughs> she just re- she repeats lyrics. Constantly. That's why I feel like it's unfinished. Like she just repeats the same lyrics over and over. They're placeholders. A riverboat, you know, like yeah, they're they're pla- I, I honestly think that they're placeholders for uh for people to put in their own lyrics. But I feel I mean So why is this an album that I need to hear before I die? Well, if like if all it is if if we're right and if it's really at its heart demos for other people to record with placeholder lyrics why are we even discussing it buddy I mean, i've been asking that question of <laughs> so many of these fucking albums i'm sorry that you you finally had to cross over to sad town to but make to make I, the devil's advocate argument i think could you have had some of the like Tori Amos's and Fiona Apple's of Carol King without this, yeah. Uh, no, Car- hey, Carol no. King and Laura Naira are apples and oranges. That's what I think too. Car- Fiona apples and oranges. Uh. Carol Carol King writes hits. Well, she also does a lot of covers too. She does, but Car- like Carol King, especially like Goffin and King era, like Car- Carol King is a hit factory, and they are lean and mean. Yeah, and they they they're not just like. Paisley covered wandering bicycles built for two. Oh, yeah, but, but, I, I, I should actually. Yeah, she also has very solid lyrics. I should I feel say like yeah. these lyrics. I would yeah. never so recommend a single song off of this record for anyone to listen to, let alone the entire record. Like the my little starred standout things. 
I wouldn't. I would never have you listen to this version. Not, not no, a single no, saver. No, no. Like, no. It, it stinks. I would only put it on just to get just people out of your house. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the end of the night, party's over. Put on some Laura Nairo. Yep. Poverty train, bitch. <laughs> out. Oh, Play this outside the Circle K to chase the teens away. Are you trying to make out on the couch? Well. <laughs> <laughs> or, or are you trying to dance? I don't want you to dance. <laughs> Put this on. Uh, oh, guys, let's throw the worst house party. Oh. <laughs> Everything's perfect, except we only played this album. Uh. the band leader for the late night show yeah. has has said he considers this album to be one of his desert island records i've always oh, doubted paul shaver yeah. i have to so, but do you know what <laughs> but, paul shaver's first fucking job was <laughs> what musical director for godspell was it yeah oh, so okay. the, zang, the makes trick sense. comes out yeah makes sense uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, in 1969, Geffen and Nero sold Tuna Fish music to CBS for how much? $4.5 million. Is that right? Yes. You looked it up. Fucking insane. Yeah, because I was trying to, like, when I when there's no musical sense making, you have to look for something to, to give you some, some flavor. So what did this publishing company have other than Laura Nairo? I think this is it. That's what they bought. Oh, man. They, <laughs> they made out like bandits. <laughs> exactly. And you know how old she was? It's 1969. She's 20 years old, and she is a millionaire. A 4.5 millionaire in the 60s, well, which is well, like well, half. Half. Well, half. Well, a two-point-something millionaire. Yep. And shave a little off for taxes. Uh, whatever. A million dollars in the 60s is $9 million now. That makes right? her still a millionaire. Yeah. But like a, much, a multi-millionaire. A multi-millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah, crazy is one word for it. <laughs> crazy could... Cocaine's just... a hell of a drug. <laughs> Were they even on cocaine at this point? No. Somebody I gu- must I have guarantee. been. Somebody had to have been. This doesn't feel like music made Oh, by... no, no. The people buying Tuna Fish records. Or they, yeah, Tuna Fish publishers. They, were, they fucking were fucking high as shit. I, I, I don't like it, and I'm sad that we're still listening How'd to it. How'd that investment and... go for them? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think she's a hit maker, though. Doesn't she have, like... She definitely gave a lot of hits to other artists. Barbara Streisand, Three Dog Night. After um, they had to, like, completely overhaul the song. But I guess technically she gets the songwriting credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say I do appreciate her life. She was a feminist. Um, she uh, believed in animal rights um, and a lot of good things like that. So I don't want to diss her as a person. I just think her music stinks. But, oh, uh, yeah, I've got nothing against her as this, a person. This album stinks. I just yeah. never want to hear her again. Yeah. Uh, I would also encourage you guys to listen to, to at least, like, just a couple songs. Like, grab a couple songs from another album. What did just, I just say? Just, <laughs> I am never listening to Laura Nero again. Well, like you said, you like well letting bell blues. I like. I, I don't. I don't dislike the fifth dimension version of Wedding Bubbles, but I would listen to her version as as, as well because 
what you're going to get is you're going to listen to those some of those other songs, just listen to her, her first album or whatever, and say, wow, this is so much different than the garbage that we listen to. <laughs> it's less garbage. <laughs> well, I may, I'm, maybe, maybe someday I'll wake up in a different mood. Okay. I'll be like, today's the day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it's not, today isn't the day. Okay. And tomorrow, so might, a, tomorrow also might not be the day. <laughs> Today's the day also include just a forty-five bullet. <laughs> Did you know? Yeah, just like, <laughs> there's Lauren Nero like, and a yeah, fucking I've got bullet. A, well, I've got a full a, a full itinerary for someday. Right. When you've listened to the <laughs> thousand, like, when you've listened to the thousand first album, and you're ready to die. Like in the morning, like, well, I guess today's the day. And I put on a different Lauren Nero album and just load the gun. <laughs> Uh, do, do we even want to go around the room and say if we're a positive, I negative, I don't negative. like this record. No, none, none more <laughs> negative. Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing. I I think the only... Does it belong in this book? I don't think so. I, it, no. It I didn't know, I didn't only represents know something. who opened the Pandora's box for the garbage that flowed forth. Like, yeah. I, you know that the garbage is out there in the world. Why do you know, need to know where it started? Yeah. You don't means you don't need to listen to it ever right. again. So the four men at this table all agree that this very important female singer, <laughs> singer songwriter is terrible, right? Yes, absolutely. All right, cool. Unfortunately, yeah, we'll, we'll, unfortunately that's what we're yeah, saying. Which, yeah. yeah. I, I, God hey. damn, I wish Sean was here. Yeah. Yeah. It's just something to bounce this off of. I feel like such a dick. Because I tried. No. I well, fucking tried. No, no. As a person, she's great. But as a musician, she's garbage. No, we've we've but, had plenty. This album stinks. I doubt that it has like, nothing to do with her being a woman. Think. No, it does. It has nothing to do with. I, I played this for Anne, and she was not having it. Yeah, Sheila wasn't affected. Well, she, she doesn't like any of this. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna did get. She, did she hear Blue, Blue Cheer? We uh, have, no, I mean, we're not there yet. Okay. okay. Well, that's so, so we have plenty of uh, segue. We have plenty <laughs> of women singers who are going to be very positive, I have a feeling, including our next album. We will be talking about Aretha Franklin. Hey! hey. Lady Soul. Hooray. All right. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.